You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce, alongside of my good pal Dylan, but we have a very special guest today. Uh, She's played for Boston University. She was the 2020 first overall pick of the Boston Pride and now an Isabel Cup champion. We're proud to have on uh, Samantha Davis. What's going on, Samantha? Hey guys, how are you? Good. Am I allowed to call you Sammy? Is that okay? Yeah, you can call me Sammy. I can change my name. Okay, perfect. I just leave, leave it because I just haven't fixed it in my Zoom settings. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, we're really glad to have you on. And uh, with it's been, like, crazy with the NHL offseason going on right now, so it's kind of nice to change gears and uh, talk to you and uh, kind of talk about your career path. So, um, yeah, I'm just wondering, We've had, with every guest we have on them, curious like what you've been doing during uh, the whole COVID situation like have you picked up on any new activities or any new hobbies or any of that besides hockey (laughs) yeah I think um obviously COVID was like definitely a crazy event and life-changing for so many and um we all kind of had to adjust to kind of training at home and just staying in shape and finding things to do in your house um I was living at home at the time with my parents, which was really nice. So we kind of kept each other busy. And I think, um, I guess some stuff that I picked up along the way, um, I started like cooking more. Um, and yeah, I feel like we had more time to cook. So my mom and I and stuff would always be cooking. I can't say we've tried anything. We've definitely tried some new recipes and stuff. 
I think we baked like way too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I started reading. I mean, I've always really liked reading, but I think that I was like able to read more and I've been able to like implement that more into my life, even though I have a lot going on. I feel like I've now realized that that's something that I enjoy. So I need to take time for that. So, yeah. What kind of, uh, what's your favorite thing to make? Like your favorite recipe to make and also your favorite books to read? Um, well, my favorite books, I think I read like a lot of like girly romance, like, um, murder mystery novels. Um, I get that from my mom and then we always are trading books and I'm always trading books with a few of my friends now, which is nice. Um, and stuff that we like to cook. My mom's like a really good baker. So she's like famous chocolate chip cookies and stuff like that. But we've done a lot of, um, homemade pizza. We did it kind of before quarantine, but I feel like we did it a lot during quarantine. We would obviously support like a lot of like small businesses and like Mm -hmm. get pizza for takeout and stuff once in a while. But I feel like we've always had a pizza stone and we've kind of started using that a lot more. So we kind of have been trying a bunch of different toppings. So, yeah. That's awesome. I, um, my parents, my parents like to make pizza too sometimes. And I just love how, like, I don't know. It just, it's just such like a nice feeling when you make your own pizza and it's actually really good. Like, yeah. It's so yummy. And like, we always have like a yummy salad on the side and it's like one of my favorite, like, I kind of wish we had an outdoor pizza oven. Like uh, some of my friends have like those outdoor pizza ovens. Yeah. I, we're always like, should we get one? But then we just never do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a really good cheat meal. And I guess like, not that I don't feel guilty. When, I don't feel guilty when I eat it because you need to live life moderation. But um, it's like you feel a little more accomplished because you made it yourself. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I was just, I just had a question because, um, I was, I was looking at your uh, career path basically. And it seems like you're a homegrown Massachusetts girl and you went to BU and then you end up getting drafted by the, um, by the Boston pride. I just wanted to know, um, how does it feel to kind of be a hometown kid and be able to kind of go through, through college in your hometown or your home state and then be drafted by, um, your home team or your home state team. That's gotta be pretty good. It's gotta be pretty um, exciting stuff over the last couple of years. definitely um going away to prep school when I was younger I kind of like I was always near home but I was never really really close like I was just never really home that much and I knew that I didn't want to go too far because I wanted to be around my parents and like I wanted to be close enough that I could go home for like a Sunday dinner and stuff like that so um and I always like my dad always like grew up taking me to Boston games in the city so I knew I wanted to kind of be in the city um so that's kind of how it happened and then I ended up applying to some grad schools and like I got accepted into a school in the city so I just kind of knew that I was going to be here um and like my life was kind of here and I've just like I guess like my heart's always kind of been in Boston and um I guess I'm just really lucky to kind of be here and um I do love to travel and go other places, but, um, right for right now in my life, I'm happy that I have this like consistency with the city. Oh, definitely. And, uh, it had to have been a crazy process cause uh, I was reading into it. It said Boston traded up to get you a number one in 2020. So that must've been cool to know that a team was that they wanted you to be their star, uh, coming yeah. in the next year. That's gotta be a cool feeling. Like, 
yeah definitely like feeling grateful and like it's always nice to be wanted so that's that's really I really appreciate that out of the, the staff oh definitely um I just I had a question just because um I saw you had a like double hip surgery a few years back when you were playing I was just curious to see how the um how your the recovery process went and how it was like how it was the transition from probably rehab and physical therapy to get on the ice and be over a point per game in college two years later it's it's incredible I just I was curious to see um how your recovery process was with that yeah I definitely think um it obviously was like never easy to make a decision like that um because like you really can keep playing but it just depends on how much pain you're in and all that stuff so um the recovery process was great like I got surgery in the middle of summer like I went through summer training and I kind of knew something was wrong and I just like wasn't really happy and I was just always waking up every day kind of like going to the gym and obviously doing the best I could do but I wasn't like hitting my numbers and I wasn't like I just felt like I was just there and not really like I was pushed. I don't know. It was just, I knew I wasn't myself. So I got professional opinion and then um, moved forward with the decision to get surgery. And then I, um, I did therapy at home a lot. I did all sorts of stuff. Like I went to do like um, pool therapy and like, like chiropractor, so many things. And I think that it took definitely, they always say it takes a village and it definitely took a village. I had like a PT and uh, my surgeon in um, New York and doctor in New York. And then I had um, some of the, the, the trainers at school and I worked with a few of them specifically. And um, we definitely found a routine that worked for me. And um, it's a lot of alone time and it's a lot of, thinking in your own head. And I think the more you think and the more you get into your own head, the the worse it can be. And um, I kind of think throughout my entire process of recovery, I was kind of just like, okay, I got to focus on today and get through today and then I'll work on tomorrow. And it was kind of like a building block. And I obviously was too excited to like for the future, for the next year when I finally got to step on the ice in September and like put on the jersey again. But I was like, during the process, I tried not, like I knew that that would be my end result. But I, if I thought about that, then I feel like I would have been in my head. So I just kind of focused on the day to day and um, did what I needed to do, hit my milestones um, and kind of just built it back up. And I think kind of taking some time off from the ice and seeing hockey from a different perspective definitely made me grow to love the game in a different way and have an appreciation for kind of what we all do as athletes and um, how we prepare. And I definitely think I was just really fired up for that year and I was really excited and I had a great team around me. So, um, and everybody was so excited to just kind of support me and see all my hard work kind of pay off. Oh yeah. Def- I can all, I can imagine how exciting that season was. That, that had to have just been so great to get back on the ice and just be an impact player right out the shoot too for you also. You like, I, I, I was looking at the numbers, you put up incredible numbers at Boston. It's, very impressive like oh my gosh like the season you came back 52 points in 37 games at 25 goals that's insane (laughs) oh my gosh Mm -hmm. that's just very impressive statistics um 
Uh, so I, I know you had kind of a, um, like a shortened season with the NWHL in your first season, but um, I just wanted to kind of hear your, um, what was your thought for, or what was, what was it like in the first season in the, in the professional league and um, maybe like what differences there were to that and uh, college hockey at that level, just in terms of physicality and speed and whatnot. Yeah, I definitely think um, it's like pretty relatable. I think um, it is like fast paced hockey and stuff. Um, it's just different. I mean, where we're at as a professional league, it can be, it's hard. I mean, we really, we practice three days a week and at night and we get games on the weekend. So just like there's camaraderie there, but the consistency is just hard. Like we have a long way to go. Like you spend a lot more time around your college teammates than you do in professional sports, which is really sad because it is professional sports. So obviously that's where I would love to see us grow and kind of have it be a full-time job. Um, but for right now, it's it's not feasible. But they're making a lot of big strides, which is really exciting for us. Um, and they're heading in the right direction. Um, and I guess personally, and I think some of my teammates were definitely going to continue fighting. And I mean, I'm going to continue fighting and wanting more and wanting what's best for us. Um, but no, it's just it's two very in two very different situations. So it's just really hard to kind of compare um because of the resources really honestly. I was I was just curious, so yeah. thank you. No. Um, um yeah. I want to ask is uh you obviously you're very proud uh Massachusetts uh girl. I just wanna hear if uh if uh, playing at the Olympics is on your mind, representing your country for the 2022 Olympics, if that's a uh, goal set of yours. Um, actually, they um, they came out with centralization, like girls list, I think about um, yeah. a month ago. So I am not on that list. So oh. my, um, obviously it's like all of the dream for every single mm -hmm. girl hockey player since I was little, since I put on a pair of skates, but um, I think they're going in a different direction. So that's, I think I'm, I've accepted that. Obviously, I still think about it from time to time, like the what ifs, but um, yeah, I think I'm kind of, kind of moving forward in different directions. So. Well, that's good to hear. I actually didn't know that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I want to hear like uh, some interesting uh, like uh, stories from your locker room, like uh, like like I don't know, uh, like how to describe it, but um, uh, like have you, do you have any interesting stories from the locker room to tell about like uh, any interesting uh, personalities, uh, like stories or any of that? Yeah, we have a lot of funny personalities. Um, I guess there was like one at the in the bubble, like it was so snowy in Lake Placid and there was like these ducks that were like walking around outside in this like blizzard and they would like knock on like they would literally come up to the glass and one of my teammates like opened the door and like just the duck came into the like into the um hotel yeah. it was so funny um so yeah I mean but obviously with like all the restrictions and everything this year um, it was like the locker room definitely was not what it like used to be kind of. Um, 
am hoping the locker room, I feel like, is, like, one of the reasons why you, like, keep playing hockey because of, I don't know, just, like, that locker room talk and checking in on people is just one of my favorite parts of the day and, like, kind of why I like going to the rink. Obviously, I love the hockey aspect, but um, the social aspect and, like, um, just seeing people that you care about and are kind of, like, all in the same boat as you is um, really nice. So, um yeah, I don't really know. I can't really think of any fun. Like, I don't know, after we won, we, like, were eating pizza and, like, yeah. I don't even know, just having fun time. Oh, yeah. I could definitely – I – yeah. It really, the bubble really, really – I really appreciate your teammates, like, especially after this pandemic and all your close ones, like your family and your close friends. Yeah, it's definitely been, like, a different – year of hockey I mean like obviously college hockey we've had a bunch of fun times and in the locker room and a bunch of laughs and dance parties and stuff and I mean we did that this year but it just I don't know like it's just not the same and I'm hoping next year next season's better so definitely you never really take that into account when um you think about all the restrictions that are put on with COVID you you obviously think about like the on ice product and stuff but just what it does to like a team's chemistry in the locker room stuff. You never even think about that stuff because they can't, yeah. you can't hang out with your teammates anymore. And that's, yeah. Yeah. We I, were I could, thinking I, that exact thing. We were like, when do we even get to hang out and like get to actually know each other and like build yeah. a, that, like build a relationship. I think yeah. that that's like, that's like 50%. That's like 75% of the team is like whether or not you get along with them. Seriously. And how, and it's like, how are you supposed to know if you can't even, you know, do yeah, normal exactly. locker activities and stuff. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I can't even imagine what that was like for your your season. And that's, I mean, it's just it just shows it's just power to all of you for having the mental strength to go through all that and still be able to perform and go on to win. On top of that, so you know, it's just hats off to y'all, honestly, because <laughs> there's a lot of people where if they were put in that situation, they probably wouldn't be able to. So just because of you know restrictions and whatnot. <laughs> Pierce, do you have a, another question? Um, I I honestly I completely forgot. I'm sorry. Like, it's, if I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's been a really tough uh, past like a uh, couple days for me. But um, uh, I don't know. Shmidt, do you have any? Yeah, I just had one more question. I saw you were. Yeah, I saw you were uh, donating all your jersey sales last season to the the Travis. Uh, Wa- I think it's Travis Roy, Travis Wa Foundation. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, it's fantastic that you met your goal and whatnot. I was just wondering how what that process was like, um, doing that for such a good cause and whatnot and getting people to support. That's got to be a great feeling. Yeah, it's for the um, Travis Roy Foundation. He played okay. ice hockey. Yeah, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. He played ice hockey at um, BU. And he got a spinal cord injury like 11 seconds into his first hockey game yeah. as an athlete. I know, so um, – yeah, so he's been – obviously the first few years were kind of, like, tough for him. And then I think he kind of – I he persevered, and which is something that I really – what kind of, like, had me gravitate towards him. And um, he created a foundation to help raise money and, like, awareness for spinal cord injuries. And then he actually passed away in October. And um, I don't know, I just, like – I wouldn't say that we were like very close, but I just always kind of admired him from afar and I would always kind of help out with a foundation here and there. And one of my teammates did and um, like, 
I decided we like found out like that week that we were like getting our jersey sales and everything and he kind of passed away and I was like this is perfect and this will kind of um I don't know recognize him in a great way and it'll kind of um I'll be able to like give like give it forward and um stuff like that so it was just really awesome kind of to see all the support and everybody kind of um help out with my jersey sales and stuff so um we raised a lot of money in the process even not even with my jersey sales but um it was awesome and i'm doing his wiffle ball tournament in august and we're gonna do a little fundraiser push again so um we'll see if we can get some more money in end of summer so yeah definitely give us um <clears throat> definitely send us a link we'll give it a shout out on the podcast when it leads up to that because it's a great cause honestly and yeah it, it needs more attention so yeah I, definitely yeah so i mean that it's it, it's just great honestly like because i mean people don't really talk about it a lot but i mean if you can get the support of the community in Boston, they're such a tight knit community and they will go at to all leaps to do whatever it is to help people. And yeah, definitely. Especially the hockey community. I mean, serious. we've seen it with so many, we saw it with AJ, we saw it with Dana, like we've seen it with so many, not even just like spinal cord injuries. I mean, like hockey players getting cancer and just, I mean, a bunch of things, family stuff and, so I think it is a really great community and um, hockey is for everybody. And I think that it's really just changing. So the landscape's changing and I hope it keeps pushing that way. And we just need people to keep advocating for it. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think my last question, this is just like a personal one because of, um, so back when I was in um, my undergrad, I did a paper just basically talking about the sports landscape for COVID and we were talking, and I was I was talking about ways to promote hockey and try to grow the game more. And I was thinking of this idea of make, like I don't know how possible this would po- this be. This would have to get agreements from both leads and whatnot. But like a mixed match, like three on three tournament with uh, men and women's hockey players, and then you 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 mix match both teams. You put them up against each other in like an eight man tournament. Shows the best talent across the world in both leagues. Um, I, I always thought there could be a world where something like that could happen. I mean, we already seen some like Kendall Coyne was in the all-star game in the skills contest, but maybe just actually like playing a game with everyone. And like, I mean, how cool would it be to see Patrick or um, Connor McDavid set up like Hillary Knight or something, you know, like that yeah. would be, it'd be pretty cool. So I just wanted to yeah. know if you, uh, your thoughts on that by a chance. Yeah. I mean, I did see, like they did do a three on three, at the NHL All-Star Weekend one mm-hmm. weekend, I think, like, before COVID happened. Yeah. And I think it's stuff like that, like, being exposed. Um, obviously, I think, like, doing a skills competition and, like, a fun hockey game like that would be cool. Um, but honestly, I think we need to, like, kind of grow the game on our own platform and, like, kind of not be compared to um, men because, like, we are – we play a totally different game yeah. than them. And I think – like obviously the NHL has done so much for us and we continue, they continue to help us grow our platform, but we also want to kind of grow our, grow our platform and grow our like personal brand on our own. Um, but like I said, the NHL has been so amazing. And I mean, if they do something like that, like they have done in the past, I mean, it can only help and um, they keep showcasing us and keep, um, keep doing a lot. And um, I think that, 
both leagues and both men and women want the same thing and uh, we're all fighting for equality and we're all fighting for hockey like hockey's for everybody so um we just kind of need to keep that going and um keep keep doing stuff like that yeah, you're gonna answer I, I was just i was just curious thank you for letting me know um i think that's all i have to ask personally thank you so much for taking your time by the way I, we really appreciate it yeah of course anytime um, one last question I have to ask, so um, I'll ask this question, and then we'll kind of get into lightning round questions. It's like favorite movie, favorite like uh, band or whatever. But um, what are your goals for the upcoming year for this upcoming season? I think hopefully getting back to some normalcy and yeah. normal season. Um, I think just um, being consistent and kind of being more of having more of a role on the team. Um, and just enjoying myself, having fun, win, um, just those things. Um, I think my scope of hockey and kind of what I want out of life has changed and evolved over the few years. So ultimately I, I'm staying competitive and I'm working really hard in the off season, but, um, I just want to be more consistent, have some fun and score goals and win hockey games. So <laughs> It's nothing more fun than winning, so. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, like, before we just get into lightning round questions, um, yeah, it's been, like, um, it's unfortunate because you, you work your whole life towards hockey, and you definitely know what we've seen these, like, it's it's going to be slow, but we've seen these steps being hockey. Obviously, yesterday we saw the Luke Prokop news, which was just amazing at, I had a really rough day yesterday, but just seeing that just had put the huge smile on my face. And um, again, it's slow progress, but uh, seeing all these all these like uh, organizations, like something like Black Girl Hockey Club, to help uh, Black women feel more included in the game of hockey, it's uh, it's 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 heart. I guess heartwarming to see that there are that even though it seems like there's slow change, that there's people out there going out there to make a change and obviously we're white males but um anything we can do to help amplify the voice of women um minorities um like any like uh players or like just any people that try to watch the game of hockey that might be um be not included just because they're different but um anyways it means a lot that you came on sammy it was great to hear your insight on uh what you've been doing this past year your career path and uh yeah um, so lightning round questions. Um, what is your favorite movie of all time? Or just, or even just a couple of movies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like I always get these, asked these questions and I can never answer them because I'm just like, I don't know. Um, on the spot. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I don't even, I like, I feel like I don't even watch that many movies or shows, but, um, okay. Favorite movie, favorite movie. Uh, we were watching like Talladega Nights the other night and I, that's always like a classic funny. I like the bench warmers too. That's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Will Ferrell is like a hoot. Um, oh yeah. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I like a bunch of funny shows, but I don't know. I love Tiffany Haddish. He's, she's a, she's so funny. I'm like, a, I like some comedy, so I don't know. Like, um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sandra Bullock. She's funny too. Um, 
Miss Congeniality is great. <laughs> yeah, <you>. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, favorite uh, band uh, slash like artist or album of all time, or just again, just a couple. I always say of all time, like it just makes it very specific. Specific, but you can list off like a couple, I guess. Um, Chris Stapleton's like come out with some new music, and I like love country. So Stapleton's great. Thomas Rhett. Um, those are some of my go-to's. Um, I like listen to Drake before games. Mm-hmm. He's like always like I feel like you could listen to him all day, kinda. Um, his music's always so music? different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know any kind of country artist. I'm like, all right, I'm all in. Um, I went to like Florida Georgia Line a few years ago, and they were really great. That, yeah. that was fun. They went with like the Backstreet Boys and Nelly to Fenway, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" When I, I went with some of my like older teammates. They were like, they were seniors when I was a freshman, and they took me like a few summers later. Mm-hmm. And oh, they like absolutely crushed it. Like the Backstreet Boys, they were wearing like all white, and they like did their frosted tips. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah. cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Then you got Nelly there too, just as a cherry on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really um, what's your favorite uh t- some of your favorite TV shows to watch? So my favorite TV shows. I just I watched bloodline which was really good like during my hip surgery actually with my mom um so that was really good let me think um oh man what was the other netflix show that i like to watch Hmm. i can't think of the name the guy's like scottish and he outlander oh yeah 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 outlander yeah um yeah, I think that they're like I yeah. Bloodline's really good. I like that. Yeah, Bloodline's good. Yeah. I think that's um, it. Yeah. Um this is the most important question of all, obviously. Um we had talked about how you liked making pizza earlier. Uh do you think that pineapple belongs on pizza? One hundred percent. That's like my yeah. favorite pizza. Pineapple on oh, ham. I've so come around to it. Yeah, I was like, I was so eating this pineapple here. I'm like, why would you put it on that? But then I've kind of started having a couple times. I'm like, no, it's maybe not as bad. I'm always the believer of pizza's pizza, no matter what kind is there. Like, I'll eat it except for anchovies, really, because I hate anchovies. Yeah. <laughs> anchovies I don't gross. like anchovies. Yeah, I don't like anchovies either. Um, but pineapple on pizza is a must. Like, my friends and I always debate it, and I'm like, you can't knock it till you try it. That's true. That was. I'm a, I'm a big sweet and salty girl, so I like. I love that stuff. So gotcha. <laughs> and the two TV shows, the other TV shows that I absolutely love are Peaky Blinders and Ozark. Ooh, and I keep, oh, yeah, I, I yes. those yeah, and I keep <laughs> forgetting. Yeah, I keep forgetting about those shows. But yeah, oh man, you have to Peaky Blinder. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Killing Ozark, Murphy, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh awesome. yeah. It just seems like there's so many TV shows I'm behind on that I got to get caught up on. Like, I don't I know. know. <laughs> there's not um, enough time in the day, though. <laughs> no, there isn't. And it's like, 
do it. I feel like watching a TV show is a huge commitment because at least with the movie, it's kind of one and done. Like you put in an hour and a half or two hours or whatever you watch of it. But then a TV show, it's like you got to watch episode by episode, especially if it's one with like a story, not like kind of like a, I don't know, like a, like a Simpsons show where like everything just resets by the end of the, the show. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Thank you for coming on, uh, Sammy. It was, it was so much fun to have you on. Um, I apologize if like maybe my questions weren't as articulated as they could be just because uh, running on a little sleep. It's been a tough past couple of days or so, but again, it was such a, such a privilege to have you on a show to, to my good pal Dylan, who was totally prepared and uh, had some great <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Okay. Uh, that's, that's what, that's what. Yeah. But yeah, again, it was so much fun to have you on. Um, best of luck to the upcoming uh, NWHL season, and hopefully um, there's at least a return to normalcy. I don't know if there really are, are, will ever be but what we think of normal, but just I hope you're able to uh, um, hang out with your teammates more because I think that's, again, that's such a huge part of this whole pandemic is realizing that uh, the people around us are so important, especially family and close friends. And, yeah, um, thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Um, again, like I mentioned, I think right at the beginning of the podcast, it's been like, uh, we're obviously an NHL podcast, but anytime we get the chance to bring on like, a guest of uh, like a different background, we always want to hear different voices, opinions, and it was so great to have you on. It was kind of a nice change of pace. We've been discussing like the expansion draft, obviously the actual draft is coming up. So just kind of changing gears for a bit and discussing uh, NW- NWHL hockey and women's hockey. It was a lot of fun. So, again, thank you for coming on and uh, best of luck in the future. And who knows, maybe some, we can uh, do this again sometime down the line. <laughs> yes, thanks for having me, guys. Bye. Yeah. Have a good day.